You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Heavenly Father, we recognize um, our need of you. Uh, I recognize my need of you. And we give you great thanks and praise that you reveal yourself repeatedly as more than gracious and sufficient for us. I pray at this time, ultimately, that not my words, but that your living word, Jesus, your son, would go forth, I pray in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, today is uh, our day which is set aside for a, uh, a stewardship sermon, and um, i got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty confident about this. After the 7.30 service, uh, the plates were brought up um, to the altar, and uh, I, all things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. And, and I, I'll confess to you that I started laughing because I looked down and there was a dollar um, in the plate. So, um, so I'm kind of riding a high right now, um, feeling very feeling very confident about this. And, of course, uh, we have the lessons you... We have what we call the, the lectionary. The lessons are appointed um, for the Sunday. And of course, I looked at the lessons for today, and we have um, suffering uh, and divorce. And I thought, you know, maybe the title should be Suffering, Divorce, Show Me the Money. Um, so the, the text. But I, uh, as, as I share all that, I'm actually um, entirely glad because the reality is, of course, is that um, God comes to us. Um, God seeks us and contends with us where we are in life. Uh, and um, I still have not found my perfect life. Uh, I'm not going to find uh, my perfect life. And I imagine that I'm not alone, that that speaks to you as well. So God seeks us, he comes to us, and he repeatedly demonstrates um, that he is not finding us in our success. He doesn't come to pin yet another medal upon us for our good performance. Uh, God comes and he finds us in our neediness um, and in our brokenness. And we hear wonderfully, graciously, again and again and again, uh, the sufficiency, a God whose grace is sufficient for us, whose power uh, is made perfect in our weakness. And the book of Job uh, is actually a book that has figured in my own um, coming to faith, um, in interestingly uh, enough, in doing some research, I, this was something that I didn't know of until recently, of the 700 sermons of Calvin, 159 deal with Job. 159 of those um, deal with Job. And, and Job is an ancient book, but of course it's one which is incredibly timely too, isn't it? Uh, as it um, contends with the nature and the character of God. It contends with the nature and the character of what life um, is. It uh, addresses um, the challenge of, of suffering and why um, is there suffering and how do we understand it, how do we address it um, in our lives. So as I say, in that sense, um, it's perfectly timely, but one of the chief questions I believe that Job holds out to us, and I think it's one which is altogether entirely pertinent always, but particularly as we stop and as we think about stewardship, the, the question ultimately, yes, is, uh, is, is one of faith, um, but what Job asks us, what Job poses is to say, is God trustworthy? Is, is God um, trustworthy? Is God good? Does God love us? Is God 
um, for us? Uh, that, is the, that is the question which is placed before us to grapple with. Is God um, trustworthy? And, and the book of Job, you may be familiar, the, the opening uh, and the closing are prose, but in the middle, the majority of the book is poetry. It, it falls under the category in the Bible of wisdom literature, along with Psalms uh, and along with Proverbs, uh, and, it, and it seeks um, wisdom and, and obviously ultimately um, seeks God's wisdom. But again, Job is one of those books that was important to me and my coming to faith. Kind of, it was really during my time in college that I began for the first time uh, you know, actually to pray. Uh, and the first time um, to read the Bible. And yeah, I would love to say it was because of the deficiency of my parents or the church, but I really think it was my own personal deficiency. Uh, it had to do with me um, more than my parents, more than the churches in which um, I grew up. But, but, but prayer and reading the Bible weren't something that I really did. And of course, college has a wonderful way um, of, of putting you in times uh, of need. And one of the particular needs at this time um, had to do um, with my relationship and being at the Citadel, my um, social life was infinitely less than Paula's uh, at the College of Charleston. And so that, you know, placed some challenges in our relationship. And of course, one of us had to be the bigger person, and thank God it was me. Um, and so, but she was having a grand time. I, 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 was, I was not. And so, you know, these things, uh, these things are tough. Uh, and so, uh, you know, praying and, uh, and, and reading the Bible, we were actually, uh, we were on the team bus uh, and we were riding back from a game, and I was, I was, how bad was it? I was reading the Bible on the bus. That's how far off the deep end that I had actually gone at that, at that point in time. Uh, and the assistant coach walked by, and he could see that I was reading the Bible, and he asked me what I was reading, and he knew that it was the Bible, and I told him um, such. He was a big uh, Christian guy, and um, he asked me what book I was reading, um, and I said, Job. Um, and so... Um, he immediately laughed at me, which may I say, that's not effective evangelism. Um, but, you know, but, I, but I, I share that with you because uh, the amazing, gracious character of God who seeks us and pursues us, and even reading the book of Job on the team bus, God tees it up uniquely for each of us. Such is the gracious character of God who seeks us, who knows us, yes, who, who speaks in some ways with one clear voice of truth, but is able to speak to us individually. Uh, who pursues us collectively, but also wonderfully, graciously, amazingly pursues each of us individually. And Job, uh, if you remember what happens, uh, Job's uh, family is taken away, and then, uh, and, and let me just say also, uh, what we're reading here is truth, but we don't need to take this as literal. God and Satan aren't actually using Job as a pawn um, in their divine um, chess match um, to see is he really um, true or not, is he really faithful or not, but what we see which is absolutely true, what is placed um, before us is the accusation. The accusation which Satan makes to God is that Job only loves you because you've blessed him. Job only loves you because you've been good to him. Uh, he passed the first test, uh, those who were closest to him, his, uh, his wealth and his possessions, but if you strike him personally, then surely um, he will curse you to your face. Surely um, he will um, deny you. Again, the accusation is, uh, the, the jaded accusation is, um, he can't love you for you. 
He can't love you for you. He can only love you for what um, you are giving him. And we see wonderfully as, as the book progresses, Job's friends um, come in and they are, of course, um, they initially do a good job and then they begin to um, subtly and then overtly accuse Job, what have you done? What have you done? Because surely you've done something wrong. Uh, this, is why, this is why you're suffering. It's what you've done and you need to confess it. You need to repent um, and then God will forgive you. Then God um, will be good to you. And we see um, Job maintains his faith, but also wonderfully as, as the book progresses, we see as well that Job himself contends with God. Job um, grapples um, with God. Job um, argues with God. And we see that God is not undone by that that God is more than sufficient and continues um, in um, that gracious pursuit. And, and one, one of the things I, I love about Job, which is, I think is helpful for you and for me in the Christian faith and life, is it's not wrapped up neatly. It's not wrapped up neatly. Um, the, uh, the truth is given um, to you and to me. Hope uh, and assurance uh, and strength are given to you and to me. Uh, and yet it's a book If you're anything like me, uh, as you read it, you continue to contend with it. Uh, You continue um, to wrestle with it wonderfully, graciously. Uh, It's not all neat and tied up, and yet um, we see that Job uh, doesn't receive the answers to all of his questions, but God reveals himself to him. And as God reveals himself to him, that is more than enough. Suddenly those questions of Job that were so pressing um, fade away. He is given um, a vision of God. He is given a a view of God and the character of God, um, and that is more than enough for him. He receives a a preview of what you and I receive so incredibly and so fully in the person and the work uh, of Jesus Christ, uh, one who graciously comes um, to us. And as I've um, thought about this, not surprisingly, think about not only just sort of suffering and challenge and trial um, theoretically, but inevitably we deal with it personally as well. And, and if you can believe it, this um, December uh, will be six months, or excuse me, six years um, since Paula's accident when she was hit by a hit and run driver. And many of you um, were, were with us and, and know that story and that experience uh, incredibly well. For those of you who are new and don't, we were pedestrians and my wife was hit by a hit and run driver and it was, it was catastrophic. And um, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, she's, she's back to wearing me out. Um, so don't worry, she's, um, you know, wonderfully, um, uh, and, 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 and yet there was a, there was a, there was a grueling period. There's a period of, of uncertainty um, about, uh, about her living, about her uh, future. Um, but as I was reflecting on that, one of the things during that time, and it, one of the things that Paul had never said um, was, why me? Uh, and and I, may I say, had she said, why me? I would not have critiqued her. <laughs> one, that just wouldn't have been wise in general. But two, fair. Uh, had she said, why me? Um, fair. Uh, and some of the people put that question to her, and it was one that agitated her, but her response was, why not me? Uh, she said, I hate this. Uh, I hate this. This is uh, the darkest, most painful, most um, depressing um, moment in my life, but, but, but why, not, why not me? But one of the wonderful things about that through that time was the, the ministry of the body of Christ, uh, the ministry of, of you, the love and the prayers and the support and, 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 
in, in myriad ways that, that strengthened us, that sustained us through that time, but there was also the person and the work and the nature and the character of God which sustained us, that we could draw on those words that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, we were pressed but not crushed, we're persecuted, not abandoned, we're struck down but not destroyed. There was a greater truth and a greater certainty that was before us than this which we may never fully understand or fully be able um, to articulate, but there were three moments um, in some ways that I would describe as the worst moments of all of it, and obviously could uh, list any all sorts of things, and, um, and, and in some ways there is my experience of it, there is Paula's uh, experience of it, there's our children's um, experience of it, there's our family's experience, there's obviously myriad perspectives on this, but the three most difficult moments, I would say, were the moments of separation when we were in the ambulance. And when she was in back and I was in front, and let me just say that was a wise decision. Um, I didn't need to be um, in the back and in the way, but that moment of separation as she's, uh, as she's calling out and I'm calling back to her, she's in the back, I'm in the front. Uh, when we got to the emergency room and they had her back there for hours uh, and we were separated, once again, that's a, that's a wise decision uh, and, and yet it was excruciating. Uh, and the third is when uh, she had her surgeries uh, and I can remember we were there um, at UAB, we were there at the elevator and they take her to the, uh, uh, the area where they're going to take her back for surgery and she said, I, I, I don't, uh, don't want to be alone. Um, and the wonderful um, person who was uh, moving um, the stretcher, she said, you won't be alone. She said, I'll be here with you. Um, she said, I'll be here with you. Um, I'll be here with you, and I will pray for you. And I share all of that with you as we, as we think about stewardship. Uh, one of the wonderful things uh, I have seen um, and experienced the church over the years in all of its best and all of its worst. Uh, and, and may I say, I love it. Uh, and may I say that the church is the means and the medium um, through which God has chosen um, to hold out that necessary word of life to people who are alone, people who are hurting, people who are suffering, people who are in need, people um, who are lost, who are separated from God and from one another. Uh, the church is the means and the medium, the message and the proclamation of the gospel and all of the facets by which it's proclaimed and shared throughout the ministry of the church. This is the means by which, as Paul wonderfully says, we hold out the word of life um, to a world that is deeply uh, and desperately in need of it. A word of grace uh, and mercy that every last one of us stands deeply and desperately in need of. A word of strength, a word um, a hope a word of life which is given to us uh, in Jesus because Jesus alone enters into um, human suffering. Jesus alone enters into it, not um, generically but specifically. Jesus alone redeems it and Jesus alone defeats it uh, in his cross and in his resurrection. And so I invite you along with me to, to remember and give thanks for that gift which all of the unanswered questions and challenges and sufferings of this world can never take away from us. The gracious pursuit of God uh, in Jesus Christ and that promise which he has given to you and to me that he will not leave us but that he will send his Holy Spirit 
and that you and I might be able to say, along with Paul, as he writes to the Romans, who shall separate us from the love of God? We can give the whole laundry list, and we can say, no, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him um, who loved us. I hold that out to you um, this day, um, that we might give thanks, that we might uh, draw strength in that, that that might be um, the foundation for our life and our shared ministry together. And as we hear that this day, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we, you don't uh, wrap up neatly all the answers for us, but you do something better. You give us yourself and Jesus, your son. Uh, draw our hearts and our minds and our lives to you, we pray. And this we ask, this we offer. In the name of your son, who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.